Welcome to the Deep Hire Podcast, where each episode we explore the worlds of recruiting and staffing, technology, business, and the roles we have within them. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast. I am joined by John Orozco. He's the COO of Employer's Choice Online, and I really enjoyed talking with him. He's an uh, energetic, bright, fun. We discussed the importance of honesty during the job hunt. We discussed what can be gained by screening your candidates. We discussed the components of an effective and healthy team. So without further ado, here is the conversation I had with John Orozco. I grew up in Washington State. Um, my first language I learned was Spanish. I learned English when I was like in kindergarten. And I remember like the school nurse, we didn't have an, you know, an ESL program. The school nurse taught me English. I still talk to her to this day by the way. And um, cool. she taught me English, you know, and she's like, once you learn this, it'll be cake for you. And she's like, you're going to go to college and you're going to do all these cool things in life. I'm like, whatever, teach you. And I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> okay. Hola. <laughs> so, you know, grew up in the school system and then, you know, I, I actually did end up going to college. Uh, I went to this really awesome university, uh, the University of Puget Sound. I did American history and I did business because I loved both. And then, you know, I, I, was work, I started working at a bank when I was 16. So I was a teller wow. at Washington Mutual. And I worked there for five and a half years while I was going to college. And then uh, my sophomore year of uh, college, I ended up um, working for a, a mortgage company. So I was in banking for, I told people I was there for 12 years in banking. Damn. I started wow. at 16. Yeah, I, was a, I grew through the ranks. You know, I went from a teller to a loan officer to a, a branch manager, to a regional manager. Yeah. And then I did that. I, then I started my master's program at Chapman University, got my master's in HR, got my master's in OL because I did two graduate degrees because I'm weird like that. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up working at a school district as an HR business partner. And then I became an, an HR director for a school, uh, an HR for a school district. Mm-hmm. And then um, they mo- uh, I got a job offer at a startup to be like kind of like a, a, a director of HR, and then I grew into an, an operations role. Then I got promoted to VP of uh, HR and uh, operations. Mm. So I did that for a few years, and then I got promoted to a chief operations officer job. And then I, I worked in manufacturing. So I got into the CBD and TAT business for a hey, couple years. Wow! Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> what was that so, like? Uh, it was cool. I mean, I, I, um, I still, I, I own a brand in it to, to this day, so it's, it's good. I, I loved it. Honestly, I learned a lot about cannabis. I learned a lot about the health, the benefits of it. I learned a lot about CBD. I, I've made hundreds of formulations, maybe dozens and dozens of formulations yeah. of different types. And, uh, I still did HR. So like, I, you know, I, I, I got my certification from Sherm. I got my international certification as well. And I, you know, I still did HR, and then I started uh, this company as their chief operations officer, and I help run, uh, it's called Employer's Choice Online, Inc. is the company, but we have three companies underneath it. Mm. So one of the companies does backgrounds, it does drug testing, it does verification. So typically companies hire us. We're that company that's unknown. We're the one that we verify all the things that a candidate said, Hey, here's your resume. Can you confirm all the details? And we yeah. do that. Mm. Right. 
And then we also say, hey, candidate, we need you to verify your transcripts or your college degrees. Or here's a referral for a drug test because your employer needs a drug test. And we do that. We also verify their their driver's license to see that, you know, they, they're, they're safe. Because <laughs> yeah. some jobs require you to, the employer has to insure them. And we give them a record like, hey, this guy has 10 points. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to cost you five, you know, the cost of five different employees. You might want to think about that twice. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. So how, like, if you just had to, you know, like look at every single company, like within your industry, yeah. What percentage of people, you know, like, and I, this, this might be a awkward question to answer if, if it's sure. not, you know, in, in putting your company, you know, yeah. how often is it useful for your services to be, you know, how often is it useful for a company to hire you? In, honestly, you know, yeah. yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, so I've, I've, so, you know, in my world of HR, I was always, you know, you know, doing interviews and people tell, put a nice game. Like, so in the school district, teachers put on a good game. They, you know, they know the answers to the question because they practice. Right. They're like, wow, this can be a fantastic teacher. And then a background, because mm. uh, we do backgrounds on teachers. And then we find out they misbehave or the credentials weren't exactly as they said they were. Mm. Or, you know, they, they, they weren't top of their class. They were the bottom of their class. jeez. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious. That's just what, you know, on teachers on, and there's a lot of great teachers too, but like yeah, we yeah. catch the ones in the background. Hey, what about this? Um, and then when I was working in cannabis, everyone just lied about almost everything. Not, <laughs> not all the time, but yeah. it was more regular than I, than I liked. And so people give me the resume. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to verify it. Like, what do you mean you're going to verify it? I'm going to call to make sure your degree was conferred. Right. And they, they wouldn't be. So. How how people, often does that happen? Like in a bachelor, uh, do you have like a percentage of like a batch of a yeah. hundred people? Yeah, I'd say about five percent. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's enough. It's yeah. enough that you could do a bad hire. Oh, totally. Yes, easy. Well, and, uh, yeah. and most people don't lie, but they embellish the they embellish things a lot. Yeah. So like I caught it. I caught so I caught somebody who told me they have a degree on their resume, and they said, "Yeah, I went to that school. It was a good experience." But they never said like they got it conferred. So then I call and verify it, or I get it. Com- and the school's like they never graduated. Mm. So then we talk. Hey, I can't offer you the position. They're like, why? I'm like, because your degree isn't conferred. You mm. didn't finish it. Complete shock to them. I'm like, this shouldn't be shocking. You attended graduation or you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what, what would you say when? Because so, it's an awkward thing when you're crafting your resume. Sure. Like, if you spent two years at a college, what do you say on your resume then? Do you have a recommendation? Yes, on um, like put it under education. Just you say you did some coursework. Yeah, you know some coursework. Put list of university and some coursework in say two years or whatever. Right. But don't say that you have a bachelor's degree. That's right. That's not right. You can list the college and the city and put some coursework. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But don't put you have a bachelor's because that's 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 a lie. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, obviously, in the long run, that's going to suit you a lot better than lying about and having your company that you're applying for figure out that. Oh shit! Well, this person is a liar. Like, ugh. yeah. And honestly, when I call the employer, they're like, "Oh no, but he's an awesome candidate." I said, "I understand, but yeah. your candidate wasn't truthful and forthcoming. Do you want someone that lied to you at the beginning or at the end when they're stealing from you?" Right, so, right. here's a here's a, this is honestly the truth: a candidate or an employee that is untruthful and forthcoming is most likely likely to engage in embezzlement theft, you know, skimming off the top, 
all these things because like, hey, you know what? I haven't been caught. Obviously, I can get away with, you know, just just one more dollar from the till, just two more dollars from these receipts, just this, just that. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's and that's how it goes. Cause they can get away with it. Right. Yeah. Um, there's this awesome, awesomely engaging speaker called Jordan Peterson. He's a psychologist and he's become really popular. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he he's, nope. he's like, um, you can't lie to the world. It's like people think you can, yeah. but eventually it will snap back at you. Yeah, I agree. I, I You know, one time this person put on this this elaborate lie and I caught them in their lie. And and then I asked them, I said, you know, can I be honest with you for a moment? I'm, I'm just curious. Like, yeah. doesn't it hurt your soul when you're just so dishonest? Yeah. Doesn't that weigh down on you when you you live a lie? Because this, this employee told me this elaborate lie and it unraveled <laughs> one day. And I said, you know, I'm not even upset with you. I'm just yeah. disappointed that you found that acceptable for you to utter that many lies in a row and create this false narrative. Doesn't that hurt your soul? Yeah. Yeah, right. And I just, they put their head down to like, I just, I just didn't know what to do. So I just kept perpetuating this lie. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, I've lied in the past. I try not to, but you know. Yeah, and I'm not talking about like the one like, the zinger's like, yeah, you know, it, it was ten minutes, not four or something. I'm talking about right. like the narrative, like there's a story to their yeah. grandiose, exaggerated. Um, I caught an employee in this elaborate lie of fraud, right? And mm. they would falsify documents and you know turn it in and get all this money, and eventually I caught them. And you know how I caught them? Oh. Their math. They messed up on one invoice. The math didn't add up. I'm like, hey, your math isn't right on this. I'm like, wait, your math isn't right on any of these. Why are all 20 of these invoices wrong? Uh, And then you keep digging, and it was thousands, like $50,000 in fraud. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he apologized, gave the money back. But I'm like, didn't that hurt your heart knowing that you – are dishonest and then your family's going to find out that you're a dishonest individual and that they raise a dishonest person. Yeah, man. Well, totally. that's just, yeah. So I'm saying like, wow. So that's what I learned so far. <laughs> well, lying is an interesting dynamic. Like, yeah, I would, it's like, I mean, I, I try not to do it. And I think most of the time it, it's, it's good to not like vast majority of the time it's good to not, but there are those weird cases where l- it's just, it's like With people's feelings or you don't want to like, yeah, I, I, I do it for like pleasantries. Like, yeah, you know, it's good to see you even if it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I enjoy working with them when I don't. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's where it gets weird. It, it, it just gets weird. Cause it's like, if you have a commitment to being honest and I've run into a little bit of awkward awkwardness with this before, it's like, you want to be honest, Yeah, but also, you know, there's like, like, how do you do it? And I think there's a way to do it. Um, probably like, you know, without being awkward, but it definitely is a challenge. Um, I do it collegiality. So I always tell people there's two expectations at work. One, you want to be collegial, which is you hold people accountable. You work together through disagreements and you also want to be congenial. You want to be, of course, mind your P's and Q's, you know, be respectful, use the right tone of voice. And to me, part of it is like, if I have to say, Hey, I enjoy working with you when I obviously don't. It's just a pleasantry thing to me. I'm just trying to be nice about it and be collegial just to get the ball moving forward. Right. So yeah, yeah. in that regard, that's what I do. I don't try to be re- dishonest, but I don't want to rock the boat more than I have to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, 
Like, what would you even say if, like, the exchanges are so quick. Like, the pleasantries, like, the niceties of, you know, our custom of conversation in in the United States is like, hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. It's so quick. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like you're saying something completely different from the words that you're actually saying. You're just saying, hi, hello, person. Um, I'm, I'm giving you a tiny bit of attention to know that I'm, that that i i see you're here i it's just like this you're just like saying hi basically you're not saying the words that you're using actually correct I, and more to me is just to get the transaction moving forward so i'm yeah. like and they'll ask like, how are you though they want to know well how are you doing i'm like i'm better than i deserve you know i think i'm doing great yeah yeah so, and so they'll say oh i'm doing good like that's great i'm like i'm curious about this project you know help me with this like oh yeah sure no problem just to yeah. make the conversation move forward, I'm going to give a little bit. Just, but I don't want to be there cringing, but I'm doing it. <laughs> right. So there I am. Well, that's cool, and uh, it's nice that we uh, we had a nice little touch up on what we learned in elementary school. Don't lie. Don't lie, people. Don't don't lie. Be honest. Be honest, and just say, hey, if you have something happening in your past, disclose it. I had so many candidates. Like, hey, we're going to do a full background. Is there anything you want to let us know now? No. No, nothing at all. I'm like anything that would probably stop you from us just changing our mind about. It. I'm not telling you to tell us your your story, but if there's something like critical that I need to know, now's the time to tell me. And they're like, no, 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 at all. And then and then I do a background. They have like four DUIs, Oof. and they've been banded from driving. I'm like, did you know you can't drive? <laughs> they're like, uh, how did you find that out? I'm like, it's a record. <sighs> and they're like, yeah. I'm like, did you drive to this interview? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Do you see what I mean? I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. They're like, well, I Ubered. I'm like, well, you have car keys and you parked. Yeah, it's my friend's car, but I'll, you know, no, no, no. Nice try. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, you want to get something positive going. Like they're applying for a yeah. job. It's, it's. I can see the inner turmoil with that. And it's like, that's why we lie. We lie to, because like, even if your intention with lying is good, it's like you want, you want, you want a job and you want to contribute positively to the workforce, but you've had a, a, a troubled past. You know, you've, you've messed up. It's like, I can, and, and yeah, I can work with you if you're honest about it. I'll say, Hey, this, this we can handle this. We can't. But when you're just nonstop, I'm like, no, what else are you going to lie about? Yeah. And then, honestly, the more I dig, the more I find. Mm-hmm. Once they lie once, I know there's more. So my antenna goes up, and then I go into, like, let's keep looking. And the more you look, the more you find. Almost always. Yeah, yeah. So don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after hearing about all those, these experiences that you've had with different companies and different positions, something I'm sure. really curious about is the correlation between, you know, like if you have a good team, you're going to have a good company. And yes. you can do really amazing things if you're a good sure. company. That's comp- So I'm really interested in like what makes a good team. And like if, if you've like all of these people, you've worked with these different companies, like mm-hmm. do you have any insights into how to craft a good team and what to look for? If I could start all over every time with a team, I can tell you that there's like three good ingredients to a team, right? The first one, honestly, it's gonna, it comes down to for what you're doing, you need competent employees, competent. And I mean, mm-hmm. they're self-driven. And I want to say exceptional because if they're exceptional at what they do, odds are they're competent in other things as well. So, for example, if you want someone that is like if I'm hiring, if I'm building me an HR team, I want everyone to be 
uh, no offense, I want everybody college educated because there's a difference between writing at a high school level and writing at a college level with a master's or, you know, having a bachelor's or master's. It's just more stabby, more, you know, it's more crisp. So there's that component. The other thing is there's more te- contextualization when you're doing your job. In HR, we always get questions. And my answer is always, well, that, that depends. I need more information. Mm-hmm. So I need someone that can take a lot of information, take it in, and then analyze it and then synthesize it with a good answer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that you learn that a lot in college if you have the right degree. So I think that's helpful. And I'll reiterate that all the time. I said, I've always found success in college educated versus high school educated. Mm. They're just better writers. They're just better analyzers and taking data. I can also say, hey, I need you. Here's 20 pages. I need a two page brief. Yeah. And the look I get from someone who graduated high school or someone who graduated college, like, oh, I love doing that versus like, uh, they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like, this is an expectation because you are an advisor. I expect you to be able to give competent advice. So that's the first component. The other one is, uh, and it sounds weird, but they need to be team players. And that's why I talk about collegiality and congeniality. And it's simple. To me, team, a team player is someone that holds their self accountable, but also holds others. And then when they disagree, they don't disengage. They say, you know, I understand this is tough. Let's work mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll own that I miss, made this mistake or, you know, I need this done by 5 p.m. You agreed to it. How can I help you get there? It's not just like, you know, being passive aggressive. Yeah. You need to be a competent adult, fully functioning and, you know, hold people accountable, but hold yourself accountable and then have that conversation when there's a communication breakdown. I don't like it when people are like, oh, I don't talk to them anymore. So we're not on talking terms. Like, well, you're an adult. You need to figure it out. Right. So that's, that, that's teamwork is, is essential or those two words that I, that I tell people. Yeah, that's great. That's a really great, really, really sure. great nutshell. It seems like yeah. you really, I mean. Oh, I thought about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing is you need to be tech savvy. Honestly, I, it's so disappointing when, the people, when I meet someone that's smart but they don't know how to use Excel. I'm like, hey, part of our job is we need to analyze data. I need you to create a pivot table. I need you to do an X lookup. I need you to do, you know, use different things in Excel and be comfortable and say, oh, I, I looked at it before. No, I give you stuff, you create it, and then you wow me with look at in this table. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some variables and watch it do this, this stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to be competent in how to use proficiently software, yeah. whether, it, you know, whether it's Excel, Word, Outlook, Slack. Things that you need for your profession, you need to be good at d- using it, not just oh, I, I can turn the program on. No, you need to be like wow me with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, sounds like something that you know. It's, it sounds a little bit overwhelming, and you know, like what's well, a pivot table? How do you how do you manipulate variables to show you know actionable insights into into something yeah. you're trying to figure? Like that sounds like sounds hard, but. Maybe it's just like you just need like a basic understanding of a variety of softwares and then you can go from there. Like it's been great with one company that I've been working with. I do um, I do marketing for them. So I've been doing like video, sure. video. Cra- they've been so patient with I wouldn't say patient. They've I would say that they they've had a good balance of, you know, pushing me to to continue growing as a marketer and as a content creator, but they're also understanding and, and they are patient to a degree, you know, with like, it takes some time to figure something out, but I I completely agree. Like having that willingness to learn. And I've heard this before, like the willingness to learn is one of the most important 
attributes to, you know, long-term success because that's what life is. You change occurs and you have to adapt to the change and and a willingness and, you know, drive to learning is, is an important attribute. And I feel like that's why, you know, like people want to lie. Like when I was starting my career, I, I did embellish my resume, but then it hit me one time, you know, I had been thinking about it and it did like put this like sort of feeling in my gut that just wasn't, wasn't great. And it hit me like, this is a long-term game and, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be learning from the beginning. And it's like, I'm going to be with these people for the entirety of my life. Like whoever it is, no matter what I do. And, and just like realizing that it's okay to not know everything. Like you're an intern, dude. You're not supposed to know everything yet. Like, <laughs> you're not exactly you're right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that, that really helped me with just, you know, taking the honest route, like, and, and, uh, just, just not knowing that people, it's okay to, to not know everything and companies know that, that was, that was a big thing. Like understanding that the companies knew that you weren't going to be everything for them at once. Like they, they know that interns are a thing for their company. Like they're not hiring you, expecting you to be the next Steve jobs right away. It's just like, sure. And the thing is, like, I tell people, I wasn't perfect as a, like, as becoming, like, my first manager job, I was 20-something, like, my mid-20s. And I remember I was so excited because I was like, I'm so smart because I have a degree and I can do stuff. And <laughs> I read all these, because I read lots of books. I'm like, and I read these books, so it's going to be super easy, right? Uh, or I th- at least so I thought. And then I, I remember, like, my first couple weeks with my team, my my boss pulled me aside. And I remember, for, I, I remember uh, my, my first... My first, she was a VP, and her name was Lisa. And she'd be like, "John," she's like, "I'm like, how are you?" I'm like, "I'm good." She's like, "I gotta tell you something. Please don't take offense." I'm like, "I'll try not to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, "You're super robotic. Stop." I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "You're so smart, but sometimes you're off-putting because you regurgitate answers like you're reading a book and have organic conversations." Yeah. I'm like, "What did I do wrong?" She's like, "Well, you remember how we got this new employee?" I'm like, "Yes," and like. You asked them for their you asked them for their resume when they started. I'm like, yeah, why, what's wrong with that? She's like, talk, have a conversation with them. Don't ask for the resume, then ask them questions. That's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's I'm like, weird. why is that weird? Because they're human. You can have a you can ask them anything. Then just be, you know. She's like, have a conversation. Just talk to them. Don't be weird about it. Like, like just asking for the resume. They called me and said, You're like, that manager asked for my resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so great, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's cool to just like, you know, when you think you're, you're, you're killing it, whatever, just yeah. to be like, knock down a peg and be like, Yo, yo, chill. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Take yeah. a deep breath. That's not how you do it. So. I do want to close because we are nearing sure. the end of our time with, oh. um, with a question about admiration, I love to sure. you know just hear about who you admire and why you admire them. Um, so whoever comes to your mind, be it personal or professional, no matter the relationship, um, who do you admire and why? Hmm, that's a good question. Can I? I'll, I'll be, of course, I'm going to be honest. So if you look at me as a um, political leaning, I'm definitely a debt, a, cent, a centrist, not a centralist, which is banking term. Centrist is like political spectrum. I sit towards the center and I lean left or right depending on the issue. Yeah. But if you look at people that I admire, like there is like honestly, um, like my favorite justice on the Supreme Court because I loved history, right? Yeah. Justice Scalia. His his writing was amazing, and his his opinions were so pointed and sharp. 
I'm like, wow, you're amazing. Because he stood for something every single time. And I admired them about, about Justice Scalia. That is so, so cool. That is so, so cool. I'll, I'll be honest. That's one of my favorite. Like, uh, Just to read. Because I have his books. Like, I read his opinions. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, he sounds so cool. And he's amazing. He's brilliant, you know. Yeah. And he's also super duper, you know, conservative. So, yeah. but I love his opinion. So that's somebody I admire. I, I love that. I feel so drawn to people who, you know, it seems like they, you know, feel, feel really secure in, in what they believe. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that they're like, you know, closed minded or anything. That's, it's like they, they've just developed this worldview that is, that really works. And it's so cool when, when they can have that and when they can also be really articulate about it. It's, it's like, sure. He conveys his, cause he's super, he's ultra Catholic, but he conveys it through his passion of, of the constitution. So that's my, I, I respect that because it, it, it does well. He respects the constitution and he also talks about his faith without talking about his faith. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's his faithfulness to his faith through the constitution. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another Deep Hire podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you or anybody else on your team thinks that you might be a good fit as a guest on our podcast, feel free to reach out on deephire.com. Have a great day. We love you. Love, Matt, and the Deep Hire team.